0: And we're going to introduce this show quickly. Um, This is the introduction to the Super Divorce Supercast this week. And uh, Bender's over there just... Dicking around on my phone. What are you checking out now? Facebook.
1: Oh, Facebook. Back Dimples.
0: Back Dimples.
1: Yeah. It's it's a list of 99 quick and fascinating facts about the human body. I'm not going to read it.
0: Okay. Well...
1: They tried. Scroll past.
0: Um, we uh, we cover some ground here, like we usually do. We we talk about. Uh, we start you off with a new beer that you guys can check out. Yeah. Not gonna tell you about it now, but you can hear about it when the episode starts in like a minute. And yeah, like a minute. We'll keep it short here. And uh, we talk about
1: horror hound convention. Yep. Lots of horror talk this week. Um, talk about video games talk about hothead <laughs> very badly about hothead <laughs> hothead burrito um I don't, I don't remember what we talked about
0: music yeah lots of stuff it's we're always like a mishmash of pop culture and bullshit yeah just so. whatever
1: we fucking feel like it's it's us just you having
0: guys are just along everywhere. for the ride really yeah so enjoy the ride, check us out, email us, um, send us an email, join our email list. We're gonna have something very cool coming up for you guys, um, and you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna be the first to know about it. Probably and something musical. Yeah, something Up musical. for you very
1: soon mm-hmm. if you are on the email list.
0: Yeah, which you can get on by emailing us at. Divorce club at superdivorceme.com and um, just, uh, just email us whatever you want to for right now. Uh, we've got some stuff coming up soon, but for at the moment, just email us whatever the fuck you want. Divorce club at superdivorceme.com. Check us out on Facebook at slash superdivorce, on Instagram at superdivorceband, Twitter at superdivorce, and Snapchat superdivorce. If you want to follow me on social media just look up at nicholas villars n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s villars v-i-l-l-a-r-s wherever you go bender what are your
1: what are your shits now uh you you act like they're so bad <laughs> well they've gotten better right yeah i try to streamline it yeah i did uh you can follow me on instagram at bender butt follow me on twitter at benders butt bender butts jk bender butts bender butts and snapchat is benders butt. um i posted a shitload of stuff on the internet today so follow me and once every three weeks it'll be worth it <laughs> <laughs> keep up with us on facebook now too because we're we're
0: rolling out the the content for you and we're gonna have lots of cool stuff for you guys to to check out and look at and comment on and talk about and share and whatever the fuck you want to do so
1: yeah lots of good conversation starters <sighs> getting pumped out by super divorce we're getting the ball rolling here that's stuff in the works right so uh without further ado enjoy chefs enjoy chefs we are not getting a divorce we are not getting a divorce we are not getting a divorce
0: Hey man, welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast, this is Nicholas, and Bender, and uh, we uh, just got back from a little walk to grab ourselves some cheese tonight, yeah, we got, what is this, six point, cyclic, cyclic, cycliquids, Cicliquids. Cicliquids. <laughs> cycliquids, 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 liquids. It could be sick liquids. I
1: guess that's an unappealing word.
0: Like you're trying to. It could be like the play on words, you this know? Sick, sick,
1: <laughs> sick liquids. Yeah, um, it's it's uh it's a cream ale um, brewed with coffee as well, and the cans are not your average beer can. They're kind of. They're similar to like Starbucks double shot espresso cans or whatever, or like one of the skinny Red Bull cans. Yes, yes, Red Bull as well. And they're but they're like the medium sized Red Bulls yeah. or large. I don't know how many sizes of Red Bull there are.
0: It's cream. It's a cream ale.
1: Just, it just says cream on it, but it's, it's it's like it's got a period between each letter. Yeah. To imply that it's a, uh, what is that, an acronym?
0: Yeah. I don't know. What, what does it stand for? Does it I say? Don't know. No, no, probably I not.
1: It probably doesn't stand for anything. You
0: started with cream in your coffee. Now have coffee in your cream ale. We took blonde beer, then calibrated it with roasty coffee and a touch of creamy sweetness. Start and end the day with craft brew.
1: Cream! <laughs> it's mad science. <laughs> So they're implying that you should wake up, drink beer, go through your day, come home, drink more beer, go to bed. Yes,
0: beer for uh beer for beasts.
1: Oh uh, yeah, right there. And it's got like a like a beer with a dog collar on. Sixpoint.com. The the barcode is interesting. It's like New York City. It's got the yeah. Statue of Liberty in there and
0: yeah. So a lot going on here. Yeah. On this can. And, uh, it's 7.2. Yeah,
1: I, I was about to point out the exact same thing. So, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
0: That's very drinkable.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it tastes like a starbucks beer
2: mm. mm-hmm.
1: once again like uh did we have a coffee beer last week too yeah we did yeah it was so the,
0: it was the dayton beer company
1: right right yes so once again uh kind of hits you like a pale ale mm-hmm. but then it fades once you realize it's the coffee flavor. Yeah. You know, the coffee backing. And uh, it's much more enjoyable mm-hmm. than those godforsaken pale <laughs> ales that we yeah. like to hate on.
0: A lot of the pale ales, and I noticed this when we were just over at uh, the local uh, convenience store. Which we they, haven't been to in a while. No, we haven't. So it was nice to walk down there. It was. Whether it's getting nicer, it was a nice walk. Yeah. But a lot of the pale ales they have like
1: really cool packaging yeah they have some of the best then you read ipa and it's just like well yeah (laughs) (laughs) every time i see a cool package it's like that beer looks sweet Mm -hmm. ipa Mm -hmm. i guess not (laughs) yeah no it's a bummer speaking of things
0: not being good um i went to uh hothead burrito for the first time since probably 2008. Oh, God. Earlier today. Yeah. Because I saw a few days ago that they introduced a um, uh, shrimp option. Okay. For the protein. Right. So like fried shrimp um, or grilled shrimp, I guess. And I was like, huh, well, you know, that's something different. I'll give them another try. And so I went this afternoon and I re- I remembered why I haven't eaten at Hothead since 2008. <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly the same. It was just with now with shitty shrimp. Oh man, it was not good. It was like there's like no seasoning. It was like they took um, shrimp from a shrimp cocktail and put it in a pan for a few seconds. Ew. and like served it lukewarm in your burrito. Ew. And, like, no seasoning. It didn't look appetizing. It, like... Like, one of the shrimp fell out when I was nearing the end of the taco. And I saw that, like, it wasn't cleaned. You know? It, like, had the fucking trail on the inside of it. I was like... "Eh." That's nasty. So then I just put the rest of it down and folded it up. (laughs) (laughs) The thing... I just can't understand the fact that that company is still in existence. Because... I was thinking, you know, like I keep seeing them pop up everywhere. Right. There's always new Hotheads going in. And because it had been almost 10 years since I had been to Hothead, I was like thinking maybe since I went there, they've invested in like better toppings and like they've improved their quality. And it's just, it tasted like all frozen vegetables. Ew. Just. You know how when you eat Chipotle, everything tastes very, like, it just came from a fucking field. Yeah. You know, it's just good, and it's got lots of flavor to it. Yep. And, like, Hothead, the corn, bland, <laughs> the the rice was, like, hard, the cheese tasted like fucking Kraft Singles, just, you know, what else did I get in it, tomato, like, their Pico tasted like... You cut up aroma tomato and threw it in a burrito. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking myself as I was eating this. It's like, how? Who are the regulars that go to Hothead Burrito? It can't be the people who are like, well, it's cheaper than Chipotle by what, like a dollar? Yeah. Is it worth it? Or the people who are too lazy to drive like 10 minutes to Chipotle? I don't know. It's insane.
1: You know who's. <laughs> swears Hothead is better than Chipotle? Who? Lindsay. Oh my god. <laughs> and I don't know if I really? trust her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. I still have never had Hothead. And she always talks about how she wants it. And I'm like, wouldn't you rather have Chipotle? And she's like, no. I don't get it.
0: So, there's... <laughs> The only thing I ever hear people say about Hothead is like, well, you got to try their
1: sauces. That's what she their said. Their sauces are so she's good. Like, she's like, well, they have queso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Quedoba has queso too. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like that's, that's actually a really good point. Like if I didn't want to get Chipotle, I would just go to Kudoba. Yeah. Because at least it's like, I know it's not, it's not Chipotle. I don't really... I've been there one time in the past several years. It's McDonald's
1: Chipotle. Yeah.
0: But it's still decent. Yeah. You know? It's fresher than fucking (laughs) Hothead
1: Burrito. You You can
0: go to Hothead when you leave here. You should. (laughs) (laughs) It's like two seconds away. I know where it is. You should just stop in and get yourself what you would normally get at Chipotle and see what happens.
1: Oh, God.
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe. Just give it give it a go maybe i'm crazy maybe maybe i'm the
1: i'm the one who's out of touch here somehow zach madden used to eat hothead too i know and we all thought it was gross i know i don't know still haven't had it so the verdict is out um i'll have to try it and let you know how bad it is
0: yeah if you if you're listening and you're a fan of hothead i i'd love to hear from you yeah sound off Tell me what it is about Hothead that you find redeeming. And you can't say the sauces. (laughs) No. Can't say the sauces. We're not talking about sauces because you could put sauce on anything and cover up a bad product. Yeah. I'm talking about what they use because I got the same configuration in a burrito that I would get at Chipotle. Right. Just with shrimp added in. God. Their guac. It was like... It just... When he scooped it out, first of all, here's, here's how you know these people don't know what they're doing. Like, you're, you're going through the line, you're watching them put your burrito together at Chipotle and everything's just like, bam, 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 bam. They're just like machines, you know? Yeah. And like every single thing was like a chore for these people. You know, there's like the fucking, the woman who first approached us is like in her mid fifties and can like barely move around and then she like passes it to like this kid who looks like it's his first job and like his first day there <laughs> and you know he can't he's trying to keep it together and then he passes it off to someone else and he's like picking out the shrimp piece by piece with the tongs like it was one two oh i dropped it three oh my god like until he had put however many on but it it wasn't just like a scoop and then with their cheese they they don't just grab the cheese and put it on they like have to they use like a little fucking it looked like a tablespoon uh measuring cup right and then they like slightly fill it but then like pat it down and then like turn it over and then when he got my guac out he used like this tiny ass little um ice cream scooper yeah like a really tiny one and like Put the one little dollop on and then grabs like a fucking gourmet cracker spreader and like begins spreading it. And I was like, what is this? What's <laughs> happening right now? It's like, just... <laughs> like, what do you do if you get busy here? Because it took like 10 minutes to construct my
1: burrito and I'm just. Oh my God. But. I don't know. It's been. It's been. Uh hothead has been um, beat down for me a lot. That's why, probably why I still haven't gone there. <laughs> Lindsay's like their only cheerleader. I don't know. There were
0: other people eating there. Maybe they've never heard of Chipotle. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's like someone who's, you know, just I don't. Until a better product comes along and slaps them in the face, they just don't know. I uh, guess. I don't... I don't know. Oh, you should try it. Okay. Just just so you can form your own opinion. Right. Because even even myself, you know, where it's like I was good on Hothead. I would have been fine never eating it again. Yeah. But enough time passed, you think, I'll give him another try here. I'll, I'll give him a fair shot.
1: No <laughs>
0: there's no point No well,
1: point I uh, I will I will try it before the next cast mm. and we'll see what happens
0: don't get it like I don't know if you're working yeah and you're like on your lunch break because you might be really disappointed going back in for the rest of your shift. You well, know, I work in a kitchen, so if I'm not disappointed, well, yeah, I can I just make you're... something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could even make your own burrito mm-hmm. and have it sitting there next to Hothead, so if you take one bite and you just want to throw that one in the trash, you can go right to yours. Yep, and, I
1: could. I you could know, you do have that.
0: faith in your own cooking. So. Uh-huh. That's another thing that hit me when I was eating it. I was like, I could have made this. Right. I could have made this better. Much better. <laughs> because I know what seasonings are. Yeah. Ugh, Jesus. Oh, well. So no good. Yeah. Do you know the story of the Hothead guy? No. I heard, I don't know, I haven't looked this up on Wikipedia or anything, but I heard through the grapevine back in the day that Hothead got started because the dude wanted to open a Chipotle franchise and they, like, denied him like you don't know what you're doing no we're not going to give you a chipotle store
1: and he's like fine i'm just going
0: to open my own burrito place i mean (laughs) that
1: doesn't sound
0: like but it shows i could go in a hothead and understand why (laughs) chipotle would not want that guy true to, to run one of their locations
1: yeah i i guess but at the same time he's got a whole fucking franchise yeah,
0: I mean he's probably rich either I'm way. Sure he is. He's probably doing well. He probably didn't give a shit what I have to say about his fucking burrito stores. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. See, every time I like him, like maybe I should try Hothead. I'm just like, why? I just, There's Chipotle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why, That's another reason I still haven't tried it because I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't know if there's one particularly close to me. I'm sure there is. Uh,
0: I know where one is close to you. Right down, um, right down the road in Moraine. It's actually where the Pop Murphy's I used to work at was there. Yeah. Right next to where Hollywood Video used to be. Okay. And I think there's a subway, and there's a Hothead next door, and then there's an Auto Zone.
1: Like, it's right by. It's like I think there. Yeah, there's one by. Epic loot, I think. Right? Isn't...
0: Oh no, not the be, yeah, you... That yeah, that'd be the other way. I was thinking like down towards West Carrollton Moraine area. Okay. Do you know where? You never go out that way. Mm, no. There's a mire down the road on 741. Like if you drive straight past the Dayton Mall and go down that hill.
1: No, I. There. You know, there's like certain
0: <clears throat> areas. Yeah. Okay. That you haven't unlocked yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh I was talking about it um on Friday when we we're at Horror Hound because uh so that area down that hill, like past Cox Arboretum. Yeah. Okay, like Cox Arboretum is the farthest down that road I've been ever really in my twenty seven years. I have never driven farther down 741 than Cox Arboretum. Wow. Just like Is it... uh, we were in, because Horhau was at the Sharonville Convention Center, so we we're in Tri-County, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, okay, imagine you're getting off 275, yep. right by the Tri-County Mall, okay? That intersection, you go, like, all the way up, and uh, the mall is immediately to your left. To your right is that uh, plaza. There used to be like a Borders bookstore in there. Um, there's a yeah. La Rosa's back there. It used to be an Old Navy. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you turn left at that intersection and go and keep the mall on your left, and then there's the Target and yeah. Dave and Busters and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have never turned to the right mm-hmm. at that intersection. Or gone straight. (laughs) I have always only gone left to the mall or to Target or, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what is, like, beyond (laughs) that intersection. But I have been to that intersection a bajillion times. Yeah. So there's, like, there's certain spots of, like, my area of living between Dayton and Cincinnati Mm -hmm. that I'm very familiar with. Yeah. But I only know, like... A very specific area. I have no fucking idea how to get around <laughs> Cincinnati, yeah. but I goddamn know where the skyline on Ludlow is. Uh, you, you should just adventure. You should. I know. On your way home, you should just keep driving down. The <laughs> tonight. Just see what's there. Yeah. There's probably like. All sorts of unknown treasures. (laughs) But I'm just like, whoa, there's this store? Well, it's
0: crazy to hear that you've never been there because, like, that's where, like, all throughout middle school and early in high school, through high school, shit. But, like, when I first started hanging out with with my friend Kyle, like, we used to meet each other halfway in between our houses, and then we would walk over to the mire that's down at the bottom of that hill. Uh And then we'd walk to kroger and then we'd go to fucking arby's i worked at the arby's right over there i worked at the papa murphy's there was a blockbuster over there you never went to that blockbuster no i lived in middletown yeah i'm i didn't know i don't fuck did you guys have a blockbuster in
1: middletown yeah okay it's a o'reilly auto parts now oh that's sad i know and the hollywood video is a pet store well was a pet store the blockbuster
0: that used to be there isn't anything now and the Hollywood video is now a Subway. Mm. I bought uh, the Phantom Menace on DVD, that Hollywood video. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: The only thing I ever bought from a Hollywood video was a two-disc special edition of V for Vendetta.
0: Hmm. That must have been near the end of their mm-hmm. their life there.
1: Yep. I used to I bought like it Hollywood. new.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I liked one of both. I liked
1: Hollywood and Blockbuster. I, uh, for some reason, I liked Hollywood a lot more. Hollywood had the, like, Game Crazy yeah. store before Blockbuster tried to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, Hollywood was initially cooler because they had games for rent, but then they also had that little store attached. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know why I preferred Hollywood necessarily. I think the Hollywood video in Middletown might have been open longer than the Blockbuster also, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but I always wanted to work at Hollywood video, and I applied several times, and I never even got an interview.
0: I always wanted to work at Blockbuster. I I had an interview at one, and then I can't remember what happened. I think the pay was going to be too low for how far I was driving to get there, Hmm. but I always wanted to work at a video store. It always seemed like the coolest job when I was growing up. Yep. Yeah. But, I don't know. People now, man, it's crazy that there are kids, like teenagers, who have no idea what going to a video store would be like. I know. You know? It's crazy. It's like, the best way you could explain would be like, imagine if you got to walk inside netflix you know <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it just it sucks it would be cool if they could find a way to make it profitable and like netflix opened up physical brick and mortar stores yeah somehow i f- or shit what if fye started doing video rentals if you combine like a blockbuster slash fye type of business model where you're also making money off of this merchandise but then you have a nice selection of videos
1: i don't know i i just i do i think i think your most your obvious difficult challenge is that you can almost stream anything well even like even people and i think it's kind of dickish but even if you stocked like new releases you Mm -hmm. know uh, you'd have to compete with Redbox, but so Redbox is out a lot, you know? Yeah. So you you could have sort of a, a leg up on that, uh, but people still just download, or the, the big thing now is to get a Fire Stick mm-hmm. and jailbreak it or whatever, uh, and then, I mean... The day after Beauty and the Beast premiered in theaters, uh, one of my friends posted on Facebook that they were watching it on their fire stick at home. And why I think it's shitty is not necessarily for a movie like Beauty and the Beast because that was a moneymaker, period. Yeah. But um, when you... scale it all the way down to something like Behind the Mask, like we were talking about last week, uh, streaming movies like that really uh, prevents them from doing more things. Yeah. Uh, I might have mentioned it, like, weeks ago or something, but Adam Green, who directed Hatchet with Mm -hmm. Kane Hodder, um, I think he did all all three Hatchet movies, but... Uh, anyways, he made a movie not too long ago. I can't remember what it was called, but it's one of his, like his latest film. And, uh, so many people like illegally downloaded it or didn't, you know, didn't pay for watching it or whatever, uh, that he didn't make enough money to make a sequel. And he was like planning to make a sequel, but Mm -hmm. it didn't, can't do it. He just can't do it now. I understand like, you know. There's the whole thing where,
0: it's people laugh about the like you wouldn't download a car, you know those, yeah. those like advisories and shit like. But part of me, like I get the outrage, because being in that position that would suck, right. you know. Or when people, fucking, pirate a video game, some people will sit there and be like, yeah, but these developers you know, spend fucking millions of dollars making it, you know, and and they've got the money and all this shit. And it's like, but but think about what you're saying here. They spent millions of dollars and they have to make all of that back. And how many fucking hours of work went into creating that and you just feel like, I'm just going to take it. Right. Because I don't have the money to pay for it, so I'm just going to take it for free. And like, but the worst, the worst of all, I think the worst people are the people who can afford to pay, and then they just don't. Right. Like, well, I just found a torrent. Yeah, I could buy it, but I really don't want to. Right. Well, then don't fucking watch it because you, you, didn't, you didn't do what's required of you as a consumer here. You know, that's a two-way street. Someone made this so that they can make money back and then hopefully continue doing that as a living. You know, it's just... There's a sense of entitlement there that comes with the digital age, I think, where you know it's it seems less it seems less of a an offense to just take something that is going directly onto your hard drive, right, you know, or you're
1: streaming on your phone. And I can't sit here and be like, oh, I've never <laughs> legally downloaded a no, movie. I've,
0: yeah, I've done shit before too, but I will say that I think. I I really don't pirate much these days, but even when I did, um, I would
1: usually go out and buy it, you know? Yeah. And especially, yeah, if you like it enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think that you can, there is that argument where it's like, well, putting this stuff out there exposes it to people who wouldn't have seen it before, you know? And I understand that I, I, with the case of music, it's like, what if someone downloads your album for free well, I mean, I'm glad they're listening to it. I would prefer them to pay for it. But if they weren't going to pay for it anyway, and this allows them to hear it, okay, whatever. Yeah. But, like I said, if someone has the money to pay for it and they just don't because it's there for free, that, to me, is the shitty thing. Right.
1: So, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no saint. But I think I'm a little, I'm at least a little more conscientious of like, if uh, if I'm going to download something, it's been out for a while, it's like made its money or whatever. Yeah. And if, if it's from somebody I care about enough, or if it's a smaller producer, smaller director, smaller producer, something more independent, mm-hmm. I pay for it. You know, I don't, like, I don't download horror movies a lot. I will rent or buy them. I almost I almost never download horror movies, really. Mm-hmm. I There was a little bit of time where I was downloading stuff, movies, like, not regularly, but it was just like, if something came up, like, oh, I want to see this, and it yeah. wasn't on a streaming service, I would try to download it, but uh, I haven't done that in a long time.
0: Well, there you could, I don't know, you could get um, going back to like uh, a modern day video store that specializes in certain things. You could have, you know, uh, you could cater to a more niche crowd where it's like we carry stuff. We carry like super new release movies that aren't going to be on Netflix yet Mm -hmm. and maybe exclusive things that we got. And Redbox isn't going to have these titles, mm-hmm. and then also, like, here's some art house movies or here's some horror movies that you're not going to be able to find streaming.
1: What would be yeah. really cool is if you were able to, yeah, you would have to do super new releases, and then for the whole rest of your store because you also have to compete with Family Video. Mm-hmm. So for the whole rest of your store, every every other section. Is niche crowd. So you have like a whole section of... You have a very extensive like criterion section. And you have a very extensive... You can rent out Screen Factory and Arrow movies and Mm -hmm. like all that kind of stuff. And luckily, um, well, I mean, not really in the U.S. But if you're able to somehow get around it, uh, at least Arrow doesn't only do horror movies. Like they have other things, you yeah. know, other avenues of exploitation films and uh and then yeah, and then you present your art house movies and just all that kind of stuff. That would have to be what sets you apart to make reopening a video store like worth it. Yeah. I think that, I think that could work, you know, in theory. Like imagine if Imagine if you kind of found a
0: way I'm just going with FYE here because it's on, on the top of my head, but if you were able to move all the shit that's on the wall onto islands around the store uh-huh. and the entire right. surrounding wall of the store just had movies that you could rent right, It'd be like a really easy way to work that into the business right. model. So you have right a there.
1: retail store, but also it's, yeah, yeah it's a video rental rent to, would you do like a rent to own or rent or buy
0: yeah i guess you could do that because that gives people the opportunity where it's like maybe it would just be like a hardcore kind of um instead of instead of having a a uh, you know late fee you just buy the movie if you don't bring it back on time right and then they just charge you to keep it nice and simple and be like
1: And your your late charge, so you have a rental a rental price, Mm -hmm. you have a cover price, yeah, and then you have a late price. So, like, if you keep the movie past, you know, the late where you end up having to buy it, yeah, it's like a good ten to fifteen dollars more than cover price. Yeah, when cover price is already like twenty to thirty. Maybe more because you're you're renting criterion and screen factor yeah. and all that, but then rent price is only like you know three ninety nine or mm-hmm. something like that, yeah, so then it really yeah, you end up if somebody <coughs> ends up keeping a movie, they're spending like fifty five dollars <laughs> on this d v d It'd be a good business model to it be would. honest with you, I bet a lot of
0: people would be butt hurt because they just don't return their shit and then they'd probably bitch and. Be, Whoa! well but yeah. you'd have to be very explicit on the oh it would be posted everyone. like everywhere yeah you know, everywhere tell you
1: every time you check out you know if you don't bring you know, this back in five days it's going to cost you 15 dollars more than the list price here's
0: the price you'll pay circle it right if you don't bring it back two days from now or whatever you right know, yeah yeah
1: leave people no room to bitch when they fuck up and mm-hmm. You know, end up paying $65 for, you know, Chud 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd probably actually
0: make a good deal of money. Probably. From people who just don't return stuff.
1: And then they get charged automatically. And then they. You and you need, use half the profit from that to buy a new version yeah. of, of Vestron's Chud 2. And then,
0: if I mean, if they try and bitch about it to so their friends, would it. If someone did, if someone came to me like you'll never believe what this place did, I'd be like, "You didn't return your shit, dude." Yeah, that's on you, man. <laughs> it's not their fault.
1: Did it'd they be, tell you?
0: It'd be a yeah. cool, it'd be a cool store.
1: I could dig that.
0: We come up with good ideas on this fucking show. Oh, we know need to...
1: we do. <laughs> we need to start copywriting everything. I know. Yeah. First we had. <laughs> Digital justice, yeah, and then uh, Chud Three, <laughs> and uh, now we're gonna bring back the video store. Now we're gonna bring back the video store. Oh, and the candy can can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that one too. Oh,
0: <laughs> how about passing me another brewski? Hmm. Round two. Round two uh so um let's see i went out to uh i went out to second and Chorals today oh yeah? yeah yeah i really want to go out there i haven't been there in a minute i haven't been there in a while either they, they have uh they have two huge racks when you walk in back by the comic section full of pop figures now yeah. last time i was there they had one, one big one now they've expanded to two really yeah lots of those what else has changed um, kind of redid some of the stuff back in their comic room, but I picked up, uh, Transformers versus G.I. Joe, the movie, the official comic adaptation oh, wow. that just came out yesterday. Yeah. Done by the same dude who did the, the last, uh, comic series. Uh-huh. And I actually went to Nostalgia yesterday to get this, and, um, I can never remember the guy's name. Tom. Tom. He said that they only ordered this comic for the people who had it, like, on their pull list. Yeah. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else did we get? American Gods, number one. Oh, yeah. Came out. Picked that up. And then <clears throat> Curse Words, I got two and three.
1: Because I hadn't been in a while. I need to go to Nostalgia, too. Man, I was so close to, like, getting everything off of my pull list. Yeah. And then I didn't go for, like, a month. I was actually ready to start a pull list
0: yesterday and he was like, well, just text it to us. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, I I sat here and I went through everything. I was like, all right, I finally, I'm just going to fucking do it today. And I get up there to pay for my stuff. And I was like, all right. So like, do you guys hand me a paper? I can write down my pull, pull list on if I want to start one. He was like, well, just text us or
1: message us on Facebook (laughs) okay that doesn't seem like tom i just tell him all the time i'm like can you add this can you take this off blah, blah, he, blah. he might have been having an
0: off day maybe he seemed kind of fed up with something because this yeah. other dude when i was checking out this other guy came up and he had just been browsing at the back and he was like i was looking for blah 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 and, and he's like i don't know man <laughs> and it's like went back to like ring me up and he yeah. was like well um I think it just came out and, uh, I just, I didn't know if you might've had any more up here and he was like, everything we have is back there. And then just like turned around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, He he might've been having a bad day.
0: Yeah. So. Oh,
1: man.
0: Oh, what else? What else? I feel like we were talking about something earlier. We said we were going to go back over.
1: Yeah, um, I we were talking about video games, yeah, because uh, I was looking, I'm looking for something along the lines of Tomb Raider Uncharted and Last of Us, and uh, they're really, I mean, there's stuff along those lines, but I mean, you know, in the sense of the very definite like chapter chapter by chapter type deal and, you know, like, action, cutscene, action, cutscene, and that kind of thing. There's really those three games. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really it on PS4. Everything else is a little bit more open world. But, I got into a big discussion on, uh, Facebook about it with, uh, our friend Michael from Dynamite Thunder Punch and, uh, He suggested Horizon Zero Dawn. And, uh, you know, I just got to explaining, like, yeah, it looks really fun, but I just don't like open world games. I think think Rise of the Tomb Raider is really, like, the best example I can give of, like, an open world that I enjoyed. It was open, but the whole map is sectioned off and you only access new parts of the map when you progress the the story mm-hmm. and it's like a very definite progression like it's yeah. not just like you unlock this part and then you can kind of go back and forth I mean you can you can fast travel but you know uh, it's it's a it's you you really feel that each section is an isolated part of the story and uh, going back to another to a different section of the map would only be to collect like documents and things that you missed because the story's done, you know. So it's and and then the sections of the map you can traverse like the whole section in a, in a minute, mm-hmm. maybe, possibly forty five seconds takes you to run from one end to the next. Yeah. So it's really good. That's a good structure for me. So anyways, he brought up Horizon Zero Dawn. and I was like, I just don't want it to be too big. I get really sidetracked. And he was saying that it's more, it's a little more linear, a little more tunneled, which I'm like, cool. And uh, he said there are, there's plenty of side quests to do, but you don't have to, you can, you can progress through the story without having to, like, grind and build your character and things like that before you progress the story. Like, you can do it, you know, very quickly. So I was like, okay, well, as long as, you know, it's fairly linear and uh, it doesn't just go, here's your objective, but along the way, here's eight different side quests mm-hmm. you can do, including things such as, like, find this herb and attack this... This camp and yeah. save this village and hunt this dinosaur and blah, blah, blah. I was like, if it's not like that, then I'll be good. And he just, he responded uh, and he just goes, well, all of those elements are pretty dead on. So it might not be for you. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you another... know... oh, go ahead. Uh, another one of my friends chimed in after that and was like, I'm the exact same way you are. Give me a narrative story and cut out all the bullshit. Like, I don't like side quests and everything. And he was like, that being said, I'm enjoying Horizon Zero Dawn because the story is very progressive and la-dee-da. So, long story short, I'm probably going to borrow Horizon from uh, our buddy Cody um, because he's already platinumed the game, which I'm just like, I don't know how the fuck you do that. (laughs) He's a monster, apparently. Um,
0: I've platinumed one game.
1: Yeah. I've never platinum a game. You know who has? Lindsay. She platinumed until dawn. Oh. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't I can't imagine. I
0: I will platinum Last of Us and I will platinum Metal Gear Solid five. Yeah. Most games I really don't care too. Mm. I will do those two. And I platinumed Assassin's Creed Rogue of all games. Really? Because I really love that game. Uh-huh. No one ever talks about it, but it's really, really good. It's that's the, so fucking good. The I
1: three sixty one, right?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I played it on PS three. Yeah, it, but it came out on. It was the last one to come out on that generation of consoles. Oh, okay,
1: before Black Flag <clears throat> came out on. The, oh no no no! Uh, it came out at the same
0: time. Yeah, as Black Flag. Right. It was when Black Flag was ex- exclusive to PS four and Xbox One, and then they released Rogue. For the other generation consoles, right?
1: And then eventually they ported Black Flag back to the other, didn't they? Did they? I think maybe they did. I think I they remember. did. I think they initially released it <clears throat> on PS4 and Xbox One, and or maybe they...
0: maybe you know what it might have been is uh, Unity. I th- yeah, I think Unity came out on Xbox One, PS4, and then. Rogue was the last yeah. one you did on on last gen consoles. I think
1: that's I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: yeah. right. But it was really good and a lot of people didn't play it unfortunately. The setting Did you ever play uh, AC3? No, I've only ever played the first one. <clears throat> okay. Well, the setting's like a cross between Assassin's Creed 3 and the more refined sailing mechanics of Black Flag. Uh-huh. So it's it's really neat. But yeah, if you like AC and you
1: haven't played Rogue, you should. Yeah. Um I remember liking the first one. I actually beat it, which mm-hmm. is a feat for me. Um but I never I never never even touched any of the other ones. Like never even tried it. Man. Not not because like I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I just just never got around to it. They're all really good. Every one I've played
0: I haven't played, I started Unity, and I didn't get all the way through it, not because I didn't like it, but it's because something else came out, and it was like, well, I can always go back to yeah. Unity later, because it's so big, and then I heard a lot of people loved, um, Syndicate, the next one, yeah, Syndicate, and I have it, I just, I never even started it yet, but that's supposed to be really awesome, too. Uh,
1: yeah, so, uh, I might I'm going to I'm going to see how Horizon is. I mean I looks I I want to play it. I just again, like I said, I don't want to play it and then hate it, you know? Like I wanted I wanted to play Final Fantasy 15 so bad and yeah. I did and I just didn't like it.
0: Well, like I was telling you earlier, I think that a game that is open world and has a, an admittedly loose narrative structure is the new Zelda game? Yeah. Whenever you get a switch down the road, I think that you will actually enjoy it, just because of how like I I said it it captivates your curiosity right in a way that doesn't feel like it's distracting you from what you're trying to get done. It's almost like when something catches your eye, it's it's like you don't feel like ah oh, fuck now I got to do this too right. It's more like you're you're joyfully distracted in this way that just, you feel like a a kid playing it Uh where you're not so concerned with the end result. You're just enjoying running around in this huge world. And like, maybe you see a strange group of islands, you know, and it's like, I want to see what's on like that furthest one out there. Like I don't even, I don't have to, but I'm just curious what's out there. You know, maybe something right I'm going to be able to, to use or, you know, maybe not, but mm-hmm. I'll get out there and then I'll, at the very least I can look around and take a screenshot, you know, and it'll be neat. I don't know. It's, it's really fun that way. It feels like when you get into the heat of battle, that's done really well, but then the roam and just do and do whatever you want and explore that's set up in a, a really fun way as well. Yeah. So
1: yeah, um, and, and it's, it's uh, encouraging that you say that because the curiosity is what I dislike about open world games Yeah. because my problem is they say, okay, here's your objective, and then the whole way there I'm just like, ooh, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's yeah. that? So um, you were explaining that the narrative for Legend of Zelda is... Uh, a lot more, a lot looser than, uh, we'll say, you know, like Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, which is one of those that's like, okay, your objective's over here, mm-hmm. you gotta get to it, and the whole way there, I'm just stopping to pick up that and to fight these guys and to yeah. whatever. Um, but the story of Breath of the Wild is very... Kind of loose, and it's set up in a way that's like, how much of this do you want to figure out? How yeah. much of the story do you want to fill in? Because you don't have to fill in any of it. Mm-hmm. But here's like, it's it's almost like a it sounds like it's almost like an open ended objective. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the game, they go, okay, you can do this to to learn about the story, and you can do this to learn about the story so yeah Mm -hmm. and then there's like multiple points where you can do those two things yeah but it's like on that's that's just it and then they just kind of throw you in the sandbox and go do you want to learn about it or do you want to like explore
0: yeah well it's truly like you're playing the game you know like in the most in in the purest form of that word you're just you're just kind of doing whatever you're doing when you're playing it. Right. And you're not... You don't feel... At least I don't feel weighed down by whatever the next objective should be. Yeah. Whatever there, the game is
1: telling you, you have to do next. Yeah.
0: Because under main objectives, there are there are many different things you could be doing. Uh-huh. But it's kind of up to you. It's like, how much do I want to learn about this story? How right. much do I care to learn? If you don't really care that much then I guess you could just kind of <clears throat> figure out what it's going to take to beat the final boss and then be done with it. Right. Or you can just play in this world for as long as you want to and extend the journey and find out as much as you can. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty cool way to let players decide what they want out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's... I got a huge backstory from this one character that I just kind of happened upon, and he was like... Uh, you know he just he ends up you ask or he asks you if you want to hear a song about the history of Hyrule uh-huh. and then you know, I said yes and then it goes into a cut scene from there and it like shows these pictures kind of like cave paintings on scrolls as he's telling the story of what happened like 10,000 years ago and it's like I could I, I'm pretty sure I could have made it through the game and never have seen this right you know and it makes it seem kind of neat that it rewards you for indulging your curiosity and it's like oh I'm just gonna to talk to this guy and see right. what he says you know it's not a, a cut scene that you have to watch or that every player is gonna see
1: right so yeah it sounds pretty cool It's like I said they're taking what I dislike about open world games, which is indulging my curiosity mm-hmm. and giving me a reason to do so right. Yeah. So rather than just you need to raise your level now, right? Or you know shit like that. So you know, I think um, I was very sort of set to be like, okay, when I get a switch, it's going to be because Mario is out, and I'm mm-hmm. going to play Mario, and I'm going to buy Zelda for Lindsay to play. Yeah. But I mean, I I'll, I don't know. Well, when it when it comes, it comes, and I'll give it a shot, and we'll see what happens. Well, I think what
0: what's funny. Is that uh, this talk about video games goes back to um, what we were discussing earlier? And uh, you see some of your personal character revealed here. Yeah. Because in your close to 30 years of being alive, you know,
1: (laughs) parts of your world (laughs)
0: that you don't have to venture into, you just don't, you know? (laughs) What? Whatever side quests appear in real life, you don't want to fuck with them. No. You know, you could drive down this
1: road, but I'd rather just... Just not going no. to. That's not my story. It's <laughs> not my objective. You just want to go home. My objective you know? is to go to Target.
0: <laughs> I don't... There's there's a mire down the road. Well, I don't need to go there.
1: Yeah. So, I don't want to... See? Just, yeah. This. Now it's all it's all clear. It's it all, all become sense. clear. Yeah. I uh, I play games the way I play <laughs> real life. <laughs> you can't be bothered with exploring. <laughs> just... <laughs> Fuck learning things. Like I just want to do what I know. I don't know. I've um, I've always
0: had like a a bit of fascination when I have like. I don't know, maybe taking a wrong turn where I've had to go somewhere like around an area that that I've been a million times. And then like one day I have to drive down a road I've never been down before. And it's like, holy shit, this has been here the whole time. And I've just never been down this way before. You know, it's a weird thing, especially when it's in an area you're very familiar with, you know, right. There might've, you know, there are like Certain streets, probably in the neighborhood where I grew up, that I never had a reason to go down. That if I went down now, it'd be totally brand new, you know? Yeah, totally the, new experience. There's
1: there's there's <clears throat> areas in the neighborhood I grew up in that I've probably you know driven past, driven past this road eight million times, yeah, or more in my whole life, and just never gone down that road. Just never did it.
0: But I had that sensation you know after a life of playing video games whenever that happens i just imagine like that part of the map starts yeah like it's, it's no like, longer
1: yeah that or it's like not foggy anymore. yeah it's not foggy anymore i can see like the actual
0: the way the road bends and turns you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: true yeah Miss you at Horror Hound.
0: Yeah, I uh, I wanted to get out there, but I was doing things. Yeah. Here, lots of stuff. I showed you some of earlier. That's, right. That's what I did all day on Sunday. Right. And before that, I was finalizing this. Oh. I'm holding up an item. Yeah. That Bender can see that you can't. Unless you're extremely skilled somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you can divine the pictures from hearing my speech. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but Bender had a, a good time. I did. Horrorhound. Uh, Horror Hound. He took the the uh, jigsaw figure that I gave him on this show last week. I did. And I met Tobin Bell. Did you know Tobin Bell was on an episode of Seinfeld? mm Yeah. Hmm. Yeah did he play jigsaw it could have been jigsaw <laughs> it, i actually i like that i like the idea that his character he played on seinfeld like behind the scenes was john was, kramer yeah he was still jigsaw the whole time
1: yeah
0: i think he might have it was something really mundane like he worked at a laundromat or something like that <laughs> just, but i remember watching it and being like shit that's a fucking saw guy yeah you know? but yeah, how was
1: he? Was he a nice gentleman? He was very nice. Um, I, I he. So Lindsay went up first, and she wanted. She bought um, Billy, which if you don't know, Billy is the doll, the puppet that he mm-hmm. uses in the movie. That's his name. So she had bought a Billy pop vinyl, and uh, because she loves to be oh so different, um, which I love. She didn't want him to sign the box, like, over top of it. She opened it, and she wanted him to sign the actual figure right across the <laughs> forehead. Um, so she went up first and, like, shook his hand and uh, told him where she wanted him to sign it. And first, he uh, thought it would be funny to, like, he, like, had the figure in his hand. And he kind of like walked it over and he like picked up his coffee cup and like gave it a little drink of coffee. <laughs> and then he like he signed it uh, and then he gave it back to her. And then he was like, he kind of paused and then it just like made a hand motion at her to like give it back. So she gave it back to him and he drew two little hearts on on either side of his signature. And then he gave it back to her, and she kind of started to walk away, and he was just like, wait, and, like, took it, (laughs) (laughs) like, motioned again, and she gave it back to him, and he, like, colored in the little hearts, (laughs) and it was so funny, because the whole time, he just, like, had it very, like, close to his face, yeah. and he was kind of up, I wish you guys could see me, but he was very, like, intensely holding it, and he just had this red marker, and was just, like, very carefully Mm -hmm. signing it, and, like, doodling on it and stuff and uh and then I of course was right behind and uh I gave him the figure that you had gifted me and uh, I told him it was very it was such a pleasure to meet him and uh, I told him that the Saw movies were kind of important to me because Saw was the second horror movie I'd, I'd ever watched so they were like a big influence on like my interest in horror and like why I was even at the convention and and I said, I've always really loved your character. I I love all the movies and I was like, it's just really it's really, really great to meet you. And he was very appreciative. He said thank you. He you know um he said, you know, he was he was glad that that I enjoyed the movies so much and so he he signed my figure and you know said thank you for coming and saying hi and um, I also saw um, a little bit of the panel with him and Costas Mandalore, mm-hmm. who plays Detective Hoffman who eventually becomes Jigsaw and uh, it's crazy because Tobin Bell just talks like jigsaw yeah that's just how he talks so uh people were asking him or one of the questions was like what do you like most about the franchise or whatever and tobin was talking about how he enjoyed um that jigsaw's message a lot is about appreciating life really and as grisly as the movies are and as grisly as his methods are he was saying that like at the end of the day like we all live and we're allowed to live and all that kind of stuff and it was great because i think it was completely unintentional but uh i think it's in the in the first movie right after Amanda gets out of the bear trap mm-hmm. on her face, and Billy the puppet rolls in and uh, says, "Like you know, congratulations, you're alive." And then he says something like, "People are so unappreciative to be alive." Mm-hmm. And at one point in in Tobin's speech, like I said, I think it was completely unintentional. He just went, "People are so unappreciative." to be alive and i was like (gasps) because he sounded just like the movie it was amazing that's really cool and uh i
0: haven't you know like i stopped uh it was the one where
1: um the girl takes over for him that's the kind of the second or third
0: what was the one where someone gets thrown into like a fucking pit of, of hypodermic needles? needles. The second one. Is that the second one? Yeah. Shit, then maybe that's the last one I saw. Holy balls. Okay. They're The rest of them are pretty good. Well, I remember like that... She ends up getting punished, right? Because she strays from his message. Right. Doesn't she? She kills... Where she starts killing... To just kill. To kill. Yeah. And she's not trying to teach a lesson. Right. So... So that, I'm guessing, when he's talking about those movies having that message that that continues on maybe throughout the rest of the series for jigsaw yeah for jigsaw which yeah which i i like that because i i like the idea of that kind of i don't know that kind of killer if you will killer right because he doesn't actually kill people facilitator Uh i don't know um but I like the the motive there and the complexity where it's not just
1: like I just like
0: to fucking slash people up, right? You know, that's that's I what enjoy really my slashers. But right. it's it's neat to see a character who will let you go if you do what he asked you to do or right. what was it, what the task required of you.
1: Yeah, and and he's also you know, it's he is punishing people like. Yeah. It's not, he's not just kidnapping whoever Mm -hmm. it's all people that have made mistakes or taken life for granted or abused themselves, abused others. Like, and, and, and he's teaching a a lesson of appreciation. Like you shouldn't do these things because you're alive Mm -hmm. and you should appreciate being alive and you should live as a good person. And, you know, I don't think these methods should apply in real life yeah but the message is sound well it's it's some you could look at it like a modern
0: day uh fairy tale in a way especially when you look at the original versions of a lot of those Uh very grisly and not kid friendly by today's standards but you know it hammers home a message which is you know worth worth knowing and worth understanding yeah so it's that's cool I, did he, uh, I have to ask, did he have anything to say or did anyone ask about Carrie
1: Elwes? What about him? Just like... Just like,
0: were there any, like, on set? What was it like working with Carrie, you know? or Oh, no. I no. feel like
1: in the horror community, people think Tobin Bell is a bigger deal than Carrie Elwes. Yeah. So, nobody really asked no. about him. Although, Carrie Elwes is going to be at Cincinnati Comic Con. Oh, is he? Cincinnati Comic Expo. In Shit. September.
0: I will have to go to that. Yeah. I will absolutely have to go to that because uh, Princess Bride is, like, burned into <laughs> my fucking brain just in the best way possible. Yeah. Just, yeah. He wrote a book recently about, really? like, just all the stories that he had from being on set, making that movie, uh, you know, with Andre the Giant and,
1: you know, all the people involved with it. I saw recently... Um, oh, I watched a video that was, like, ten on-screen uh, injuries that, like, made it into the movie. Mm-hmm. And one of them uh, was when... Uh, the, well, I think when the six-fingered man hits Cary Elwes with his sword and knocks him out, mm-hmm. he legit hit him with a sword and legit knocked him out. Did he really? And he, like, Cary... And so as part of the video they were showing an interview with Carrie and he talked about how they couldn't find like a prop mm-hmm. that would like that was making it work properly. So they just like gave him a real sword and <laughs> Carrie was just like, Okay, just just hit me with it and so he did and fucking knocked him out and then he Jesus. woke up in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> like a couple hours later. Wow. i I didn't know that yeah i'll have to keep that in mind next time i watch it yeah so when he falls down on the (laughs) ground with his eyes closed he is knocked out for real i didn't know and they kept it in the movie huh
0: he came back for like one of the newer saw movies didn't he well that's a spoiler so well i i i read anyway that he he was like playing a or he plays a college professor or something yeah but you don't want to say any more about it. Not if you've not I, seen them.
1: Like okay. I can't believe you've only seen two of seven movies. Well it,
0: like I it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I understand, I get it. They're probably gonna keep making these for a long time, and I don't know if they're gonna get any better like than it. this. I think maybe I saw the third one and you I'm just not have. remembering the it. The third and one then,
1: is about Well, the third one is big because Jigsaw gets brain surgery. Do you remember that? I don't remember that one. Donnie Wahlberg's in the second
0: one, isn't he? Yes. As a detective? Yes. Yeah. So maybe maybe I thought the third one looked shitty, and I was just like, I like the first two, I'm just not going to bother. The rest of them are good. Okay, well, at your recommendation, I'll check them out. Yeah. But really, the reason I want to check them out is to get to Carrie Elwes being back in the Saw movies, because yeah. hes I love that guy. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. And... I think he's underutilized. Yeah,
1: Cincinnati Comic Expo. It's like September 22nd through the
0: 25th. Off to get that book and have him sign a copy.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Because I'm thinking about taking the the Jigsaw figure to have him sign.
0: You know, I was going to say about Tobin, like maybe being a little excited about signing the figure. Yeah. I bet he gets so many people who just bring the box up it might be a, a change of pace to actually hold something in your hand and do-do-do-do-do,
1: right. you know, yeah. give him a drink of coffee here. Yeah, he, just to he was
0: having fun with it. Break up the monotony a little bit, you know, yeah. you know,
1: just signing flat surfaces for people all day long. Right. Like, no, I didn't see, you know, obviously he was only there Saturday and Sunday and I am sure I wasn't the only one, but uh, I did not see many... Of the figure that you gave me, even like for sale, yeah. Um, did you see any at all? A, maybe like one or two. I wasn't looking very hard, obviously, because you know I still they, had it. Did you see a price on them or no, anything? No, I didn't. No. I didn't look for a price, but uh, I didn't see anybody really carrying them around or anything like that. So I'm not like gonna sit here and be like, "Well, now I have a very unique collectible <laughs> because yeah. it's signed." But you probably do, though. To I be mean, honest. a lot of times, a lot of times, uh, if there's a figure like that, a NECA figure or, or what have you, uh, you'll see dudes with like three or four of them. You know, uh, like when I met Michael Madsen mm-hmm. from Reservoir Dogs, I had a Mister Blonde figure, and I remember seeing them like all over uh, the convention, or at least. There were, like I said, there were people that had like two or three or three or four of them that were getting them all signed and things like that. And people were selling them at the convention and stuff. And it's a, it's a kind of rare figure. I think I spent like $40 on it before I had it signed, you know, Mm -hmm. so, um, but I don't know. I didn't see, I just didn't see a lot of them. I think I might've seen one without the mask on. But I didn't check the price on it. I just, I just
0: thought of a question for you. Yeah. How would you feel about... I don't know if they haven't if they have him cast yet. Yeah. The next Michael Myers. Uh-huh.
1: Have you heard anything? No. I know Danny McBride is involved. As he is, like yeah. a writer or director or producer or I something. I think he's co-writing it. Co-writing. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. And... Uh, so how would you feel about Kane Hodder playing Michael Myers? Um, I think I I don't I wouldn't really care. I think a lot of people would complain though you because think? he's what, like Jason fanboys a lot. No, not necessarily. A lot of people complained that like Tyler Maine was too big for Rob Zombie's Halloween, mm. and he's like he's not as buff. Uh, I mean I don't know. He's pretty buff yeah he's he's a pretty big guy he's he's um i think he's a lot taller mm-hmm. than kane though so is like he? he's yeah kane is oh well, you tyler main yeah tyler yeah. main yeah yeah, yeah I think like he he's is a big dude yeah. he's taller than me yeah by like he's like shoulders above me um but he's not like you know bulky buff kane Hodder is like bulky buff yeah um, so, I think people complained that, like, Tyler Maine was too big to play Michael Myers. So, I feel like they would definitely complain that Kane Hodder is too big to play Michael Myers. Too muscular. Yeah. So, you know, when when the original Michael Myers was Nathan... Uh, Nick Castle. Not mm-hmm. Nathan. Nick Castle. And he's just like a dude, you know? Yeah. So, I I think that's what I would want to see, mm-hmm. you know? i'm not one of those like i don't really adhere to what john carpenter says where like he's just supposed to be an average guy that you know doesn't he's but he's the devil kind of deal you know whatever he said about rob zombies version where he was like oh he's just evil blah 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 I don't, I don't really get that, but I do think he should have a slightly more average body type. Mm. You, uh, met, you met Kane? I did right? meet Kane. Yeah, I met Kane Otter, you got finally strangled by him, did I? I did. Yeah. Was that nerve-wracking at all? He didn't like actually. <laughs> uh and he was doing that was like his go-to. Yeah. But okay. I, but I was like, "Hell yeah, that's what I want." Like yeah. I don't have to ask for it at uh-huh. least. Um but his hands are big. I mean, they got, he got both hands all the way around my neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a cool dude. Um, <laughs> when I was in line, we we're in line and he said something. And then he was just like, can I get a whoop whoop? And I was just, no one did anything. And I kind of looked around and I was just like, whoop whoop. <laughs> and he pointed at me and then like it got up to the to see him and he was just like, so did you whoop whoop? Cause you know what it meant? Or were you just, and I was like, I, I mean, his call and response, man, like nobody else was doing anything. And he was just like, oh yeah, no, it's cool. He's like, it's an, it's an ICP thing. he's like, you like insane clown posse? And I was like, not really. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, of course, fucking Kane Hodder likes yeah. insane clown posse. I was just like, no, not, not particularly. And he was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And he was like, well, what do you, what do you want? And I was like, <laughs> well, I was actually wondering if you would sign my ankle. And he was like, are you going to get it tattooed? And I was just like, yeah, actually she's going to do it. And I pointed at Lindsay and he was like, great. I don't even charge for that. Oh. So, uh, he signed my ankle and then I ended up buying a Jason X picture from him nice. that he signed for me. That's cool. Uh, and then Lindsay tattooed it on me right there. Oh, you got it done, huh? Yeah, it's a it's bubbly right now. Yeah, but it's not that thick. Yeah, I assume so. But uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. You got Kane Hodder's autograph tattooed on my ankle, right underneath thirteenth.
0: Did I ever tell you there's a band called Kane Hodder?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so. There's also a band called First Jason, <laughs> Jason which is. Fronted by the guy that played Jason in the original movie. Is there
0: really? Yeah. Is there like a punk band?
1: I don't know, but he's like super boner hard for the fact that he played the first <laughs> Jason. Oh, like... First Jason. Yeah, than, that's it. Just yeah, that. Just, just that. that. Okay. He's like, oh, I was first. First <laughs> Jason. He's really dickish about it. Okay. His name's like Ari e. Lehman or something like that. That's
0: one of those things where like... That's an easy thing to cling to if you didn't want to do anything else the rest of your life. He doesn't. It's like, well, I was the first Jason. Yeah. Just,
1: yeah. I was the first Jason Voorhees. Okay, But else? I And not much better. I'm pretty sure the guy that played him in part two goes by the real first Jason. <laughs> or like re- the f- real Jason or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. All right, well. I think his name's Steve Dash. Hmm. The guy that played him in part two. It doesn't matter because Kane's the best. He's played, Kane played Jason in like parts seven through ten and then also Jason X. Or Jason, I'm sorry, Friday vs. Jason. Huh.
0: <laughs> Seeing that the recent stuff with Robert England really just makes you wish he would. Come on, man. We'll see. The... One more time. When they were doing like the, um, there was some, uh, I think it was like history of, uh, was it a history
1: of Nightmare on Elm Street or some shit, some new documentary where he. Being Freddy. Was that it? I think it's what it's called. And everybody was like, Robert Unglund puts on the makeup one more time for one last movie. Yeah. But then you click on on the link and it's just like documentary being Freddy about the makeup of Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it's not like he's he's not like 90. No. I feel like with CG and fucking you know stunt actors, he, he looks could easily, the goddamn same. He could yeah, and it's crazy to see him like hanging out on set with like Johnny Depp back <laughs> for like the first one and it's like shit man, they they made him look like Freddy Krueger, you yeah. know,
1: but he's just like he looks like a young guy just hanging out, you know. Yeah. And, uh, well, he just recently was in a promotional video for the Behind the Mask comic mm-hmm. with uh, with Nathan Basil, and uh, I mean, he, he looks great. Yeah, he looks great. I think he could do it. I think
0: that I think he's being too hard on himself because I've heard him say like, you know, "I can put the makeup on, but no one wants to see me as." trying to run around as freddy krueger again it's like the fuck they do yeah dude you don't, you don't have to run people would watch you just walk after people people would watch you with a walker just like yep. <laughs> slowly creeping up on teenagers yep because that's all you need to do is freddy yep. literally they could have him in a wheelchair and he's like arr, arr, and then they like turn around and he's there because he's freddy krueger exactly. and he can do
1: that you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I think he could do it. I wouldn't like push him to do it if no. he really didn't want to. But I, but I,
0: I, think that that like because there's so much personality wrapped up in that character. Right. No one is going to be satisfied with a reboot no. featuring anyone but him. Right. And you learn that from what they tried to do already. Yeah. Because it's not that Jackie Earl Haley was a bad actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. But that's... that. It's Robert Edmund's character. Yeah, that character. The, people have such an indelible idea of, of what that character
1: and who that character is that when you try and bring someone else in, it just doesn't work. Right. You know? Anybody can play Jason. Anybody can play Michael. Really, anybody can play Leatherface. Yeah. Because tons of people have. Robert Englund played Freddy for si- for seven movies, mm-hmm. just him for seven movies. The entire franchise you can't you can't replace him as Freddy. I think, I think when <laughs> Robert Englund passes away, mm-hmm. and forty years from now when we're still alive and they try to reboot Nightmare on Elm Street. It still will not be good,
0: yeah, unless there's someone who's so close yeah or who does it in a way like because I feel like a lot of maybe people said the same thing about Jack Nicholson and the Joker uh-huh like well that character's his no one's gonna do it better. It would have to be done in a different way where someone else owns it in their own with their own personal touch right you know? because
1: Jackie Earl Haley. Did it in a different way, but it just didn't But it was still too reminiscent of what they achieved with the first one.
0: Right. You know, it would have to be like, the thing with like Heath Ledger and what he did is that he wasn't trying to do what Jack Nicholson did in the 89 Batman. It was something completely new and it was a different take on the character. Mm -hmm. Different look, different attitude, different way of talking, you know. And I feel like they tried to keep too much from the original with a new guy when they rebooted it, right. and it just felt like a cheap knockoff. Yeah. So. Sucks. Yeah. So I think he should do one more, because, like, why not?
1: I know. I think he should do one more, too.
0: Even if they put it, like, in the continuity of the original
1: uh original series Mm -hmm. of movies you know that would be pretty cool i've seen all of them i've only watched all most of them once uh i think i've seen one in three more than anything you know what i'd be really i I would just like
0: to go into wrestling speak totally mark out over is if john carpenter directed a new nightmare on elm street movie with robert
1: (sighs) england that be it's Freddy it'd be interesting it's like if anybody <clears throat> could do it you know because john carpenter has such a wide range like considering what he's like really famous for mm-hmm. you get he's you know so famous for halloween yeah and the slasher genre and then he's really famous for they live which is like kind of a comedy spoof horror movie but then he's really famous for like escape from new york which is like a post-apocalyptic action movie big and then, trouble in little china uh, that's yeah that was gonna be my next one which is like a family fun adventure movie like yeah. he really has a wider range than i think a lot of times he's like given credit for almost mm-hmm. like he's never depicted as like The guy who does all of this, he's like depicted as the horror master, John Carpenter, Mm -hmm. or uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like everything he does kind of, it all kind of falls into horror, but I don't know. I just, I I wish somehow I wish he was just depicted as more of an all around talent than just a horror talent. Yeah. Just like a
0: talented filmmaker. Exactly. General.
1: Than a master of horror. I mean, he is a master yeah. of horror. But, but it's really, he's
0: he almost is like a master of anything he wants to do. Exactly. Like, if he's really into it. Because he's a
1: fucking badass composer, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, John Carpenter's the shit, first of all. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, considering they live and considering Big Trouble in Little China, I think he could really do uh, a good Not My on Elm Street. Although I think he's kind of at the Kevin Smith point where he mm. just like doesn't give a fuck yeah. and only makes what he wants to make and yeah. doesn't care what people think about it.
0: I told you about that, that interview I watched with him a while back. It was like just an hour long interview I think filmed last year and they were talking about, uh, it was maybe last year or the year before, I don't remember exactly when Roddy Piper passed away, but the guy interviewing him was like, so... You work with piper you must have you know all these great stories being on set you know is is there anything about about working with piper that you'd like to to share with everyone or do you have any stories you know that that uh you know you find interesting or or funny and he's like oh yeah sure sure i got lots of stories lots of them and the guy's like anything you want to share and he's like no <laughs> no nope. those are those are my stories and my memories I don't I don't feel like sharing them. No. Yeah. <laughs> just like move on to the next thing. It's like, it's like that is a man like who is just absolutely confident with his lot in life at that point. Just Yeah. Yeah. I have lots of stories, but they're mine yeah. and I don't feel like sharing them with you. So no.
1: <laughs> it's just... He was uh I met him very briefly. Um because obviously, as such a high-profile guest mm-hmm. at Horror Hound, they they were definitely very much like security was there, and they were they kept the line moving very quickly. Uh, but I did have what I consider to be a conversation <laughs> with him because I had him sign a VHS tape of Halloween, and I set it down in front of him, and he picked <laughs> it up, and it was a little beat up looking. You know, I'd actually purchased it at Horror Hound. Um, uh, a convention prior, and he was just like, Where did you dig up this? And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I actually found it at the last convention, and yeah, I just thought it'd be really cool to, you know, have you sign it. And it was, it had already been signed by Nick mm-hmm. Castle as well. So he, you know, he kind of chuckled and like held it up, thought it was cool, and signed it and gave it back to me. And, and then they're kind of like, Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, shuffle along, but. You've enjoyed your time with the king. Yeah. But that was, I mean, but that was enough for me. Like just for him to stop and be like, pick it up and go, where'd you find this? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, uh, 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 here, here. I found it here. Yeah. (laughs) I think I might've been like, I spent $2 on it or some shit. (laughs) I can't remember if I said that, but I was just like, oh yeah, I found it for like a dollar, $2 at somebody's (laughs) booth. I wish I still had this
0: uh, special edition Halloween one, the the original, um, on VHS, and it was before DVDs were a thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they wouldn't have ever made this, but it was like, uh, did you ever have a two VHS set of yeah. anything that like opened up in a big kind of clamshell type? Of con- uh, like of like it was a,
1: like it was a, a cardboard slip, but it would unfold. No, it was all like one. It was like one, one clamshell,
0: yeah, and it just opened up with room for two tapes on the inside. I don't think I ever
1: had one of those. No,
0: I had that. It was like the maybe it was the twentieth anniversary uh-huh. when they released it, and it had like uh, the cover was like all black, but when you held it in the light. You could see, like, the silhouette of Michael Myers' mask. That's fucking cool. And the tapes were orange. Yeah. And it was fucking sweet. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to it. Oh, my God. But that would be so cool to have now. I don't know what I did with it.
1: Maybe I can find it sometime. Maybe, maybe I still have it. I don't know. Maybe it's in, like, would it be, like, in a in a parent's basement attic? I don't something. think so. I have...
0: I have some boxes upstairs that I haven't gone through in a long time. So maybe now that we're talking uh, about it, I'll have to go up and see if it's up if there. If you found
1: that in there, it'd probably
0: be worth money. It might be. I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. No, overall, Horror House was pretty cool. Uh, like, I I, had, I didn't meet a lot of people. I only met yeah. Tobin and Kane because, because money. Like, it yeah. was like... I I would have met some people from Monster Squad, but it was just like, you can't just meet... Yeah. You can't meet, like, two of them. Yeah. Like, it's either you meet all of them or you meet none of them. Yeah. And I I was thinking... I've talked about this with... I can say the ladies, because I only hung out with ladies <laughs> at the convention. It was like, Lindsay, my friend Aria, and uh, my friend Nancy. There were some... Some version of the four of us was there all weekend. Um but I was talking with the ladies about this. I wish that it was like more acceptable to just kind of just go up to the celebrity and just shake their hand and nice to meet you. I really enjoy your work and stuff. Yeah. Because charging for autographs, it's like, I don't want to go up and not buy anything like not ask for their autograph not because then what kind of message does that send like yeah. oh i really like you but like i don't want to pay for your autograph
2: mm-hmm. you're
1: not worth what you're charging yeah you know so it sucks because like richard brack who played doomhead in in uh, 31 was there and uh, i would have loved to go up and say hi to him talk to him whatever um Tom Noonan, who Frankenstein in the Monster Squad, yeah. uh, was also in a movie called House of the Devil, um, which I took because I have a VHS clamshell copy, uh, and I took that thinking like, oh, maybe I'll, and I, I didn't end up doing that, but like it would have been cool to go up and meet him or yeah, just any just celebrities in general throughout across any convention I've been to, I I wish that you could just. Go up and say hi and talk to them, without feeling pressure to like give them money for their time. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. One time, um, I was at uh, Horror Hound in Columbus with my buddy Lawrence, and uh, have you seen Cabin Fever? I never have. Oh my god! No, nope. I know you what seen it is. I Not another what. teen movie. With I Chris Evans? Been a long time, yeah. Do you do you vaguely remember the foreign exchange student who's naked the whole movie? I'd have to see it again. Oh, man, my phone screen is, like, cracking, breaking off. Um, that girl, she's in Cabin Fever. Um, she was at this convention, and... I hate that when you type in movies on an iPhone, this pops up right here. Yeah, like, the top result. And the top result, and it's just movies on iPhone, and it just brings like this bullshit up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want that. I want a Google search. Yeah. So I can look up IMDb, so I can fucking, you know, find the actress that I'm looking for. Oh. You don't have the IMDb app? I probably do. I just don't... That's the easiest way to do it. I I just Google. I Google. (laughs) I'm a Googler. You're Googly? I'm Googly, too. Hold on. What is her? Is it Serena Vincent? Yeah, okay, her. Hmm. Not ringing a bell. Okay, well, she's in Cabin Fever, and she's butt-naked for the entire movie of Not Another Teen Movie. Okay. Anyways, she was at the convention. Lawrence, who's British, we were, like, just looking at tables whatever and she had her little table set up and she like commented on his accent she was like oh a little, I love your accent you know and by the way he's probably like 17 mm-hmm. at this time point in time uh, and she's like oh I love your accent and he's like oh thank you and they were just kind of talking for a little bit and swear to god she was like kind of flirting with him, you know? Mm. She might have even twirled her hair a little. (laughs) And he was just, like, looking at her table, and she had her pictures laid out. (laughs) And he was just like, oh, you were in Cabin Fever? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, I really like that movie. And then she was like, oh, thank you. And then he was just like, okay, bye. And, like, walked (laughs) away. (laughs) 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 Just like... (laughs) He was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. I kind of felt bad for her. Like, one, I feel like she was hitting on him. And two, like, he was just like, oh, nice. yeah, (laughs) Later.
0: So you think she was trying to make something happen. Maybe a little bit, yeah. And he was just like, "Ah,
1: okay. Yeah, he was like, cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Bye.
1: (laughs) One time it did work for somebody, uh, Diane Franklin... I was again at Horror Hound, this time in Cincinnati, with Lawrence. We were in line to meet Michael Madsen and uh Diane Franklin's booth w- or table was right next to him and she commented on Lawrence's hair, said that she liked it, and then we started talking to her and then I realized that she was in terror vision and then the next day at the convention I found a terror vision poster and went back and had her sign it. Oh so yeah um i found the greatest i don't know if it's the greatest but i found a badass 80s playlist on spotify i'm finally like on spotify (laughs) finally (laughs) yeah yeah uh and i like typed in 80s like 80 apostrophe s Mm -hmm. and like one playlist with like 12 songs came up i was like all right well okay and then I typed in 80s, like actually spelled it out. And again, like one playlist came up and I clicked it. And it's like, you're fairly familiar with like, if you scroll on a phone and just kind of like flick your thumb yeah. and then let it go, yeah, how far it'll kind of scroll. Yeah. This is like seven thumb flicks <laughs> worth of songs. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> so look it up. I literally, today, I just, I found it when I got off work and I, all I want to do is drive around in my car (laughs) and listen to music because it's, it's a good playlist. Like the, the last thing I heard was Blue Monday by the New Order. Nice.
0: I'm looking up 80s right now. It's It's this 80s music. 80s music. That's all it is. Let me see. Playlist. Let's see. 80s music, right here.
1: Look at this this playlist.
0: Van Halen, The Buggles, Duran Duran, Bangles, Talk Talk, Madonna, Police, Night Ranger, Toto, Quiet Right, Wham, Culture Club. Yeah, you got a lot of
1: of great stuff. Look at that. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Just.
0: Ultravox. Bronsky beat spandau ballet yeah a lot of great stuff there All mm-hmm. uh
1: so we'll far save that one so far today i've heard blue monday uh i heard you can call me al uh-huh the first song because i only have shuffle play uh-huh. i guess i hit shuffle the first thing that comes on is broken wings <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i heard i played something else too can't remember what it was um but it's it's great it also really makes me uh want to start doing karaoke again yeah regularly and just like just songs off of this list yeah you know just yeah. you and i we should go out karaoke like once a week once mm-hmm. every two weeks something like that we should dress to the nines and eighties mm-hmm And just do '80s songs. Yeah, I'd be down. Because that's not even a question. I want to get my kind of. I want to get my voice in range. Yeah. Work on my vocals, you know, because I want to sing on this album and stuff. So, look, you need to look up the uh, Pretty in Pink
0: soundtrack because it's probably the greatest soundtrack of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone always talks about Breakfast Club soundtrack. Pretty in Pink destroys it. I mean, it's not even a question. To quote Bill Burr, yeah, it's literally a joke. It's <laughs> a joke. It's literally a joke. Pretty in Pink soundtrack is the greatest. Well, I
1: saved it on... Okay. On uh, Spotify.
0: Well, we probably shouldn't keep you all hanging out too much longer because oh. we're already at like over an hour and a half here. Okay. I feel like it keep going, but you gotta cut it off at some point, you know? Yeah. So, um... I need to get back in the car so I can listen to more <laughs> 80s music. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, hang out for a few minutes and uh, we'll be right back here to see you guys out in the outro. Okay, bye. that was another episode for you uh brought to you by cream six point sick liquids sick liquids cream ale brewed with coffee yep established in 2004 yep thanks for uh checking us out this week check us out every week every friday hopefully you guys subscribe on like itunes and Wherever the shit you listen to your podcasts.
1: I listen to it on SoundCloud. Yeah, I listen to my own podcast. <laughs> it's satisfying to me. I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts, but I goddamn listen to this one. I'm glad. Just want to hear my own voice, I guess. <laughs> uh, make sure to send us an email because we want to hear from you. Um, we have a lot of stuff happening. We're like, we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty of like. It's almost time to release new content to you, but it's going to be exclusive to people on our email list. So make sure you email us at divorceclub at um, You can also follow us on Facebook at SuperDivorce, Divorce, uh, Twitter at SuperDivorce, Instagram at Super Divorce Band, and Snapchat at Super Divorce. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at BenderButt, Follow me on Twitter, at BenderButts, and follow me on Snapchat, at Bender's Butt. And if you want to follow me anywhere on social media, just look up
0: Nicholas Villars, and my name's the same everywhere you go. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I don't think we have much else for you this week, so that's why this is the outro. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um cheers y'all have a good time uh until next week and we will talk to you soon
1: yep have bye everybody with the chefs
0: <laughs> bye chefs
1: divorce. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>